Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you've joined me once again for our lesson, our look at holiness. Uh, we have studied that holy is to be perfectly pure, to be immaculate and complete. We know that uh, God has stated, be ye holy, be perfectly pure, be immaculate, and be complete, as I am pure, perfectly immaculate, complete, period. You know, God is completely pure, and he wants his people to be that as well. And you know, if we're not, it says we won't see the Lord. I don't know where I've been all my life. I thought when I was in hell, I, where have I been? I've been in church. As I'm looking around this room and my heart and the panic that set in and the terror that set in and the shock of being in hell, I was in shock. And I thought, where have I been all my life? Why didn't I know about this? Why didn't I know that as a Christian, that I needed to be pure. Why didn't I know this? Why didn't I realize that sin would send me to hell as a Christian? Why? It was because the devil, the distractions, the pleasures of this world took me from the word of God for myself. That's why. Don't let the devil take the Bible from you. Don't feed on just the ministers and think the Bible's just for the minister. No, it's not. The Bible, the bread of life, is for everyone. You know, in the Old Testament, we see how God rained down manna, daily bread for everyone. It wasn't just for Moses and Aaron. It was for all of Israel. And so we need to go back to the Word of God so we're not sucked in to the flames of hell later. You know, it says uh, the people who continue to rebel against God uh, they're sent to hell. They're sent to this place I came out of. And when I was there, I was wondering if I would ever get out. I didn't know at the time when I was there, because God took that out of my mind, I didn't realize that I would be able to leave. I didn't know that. And I was so exhausted from this, um, this learning curve, huge learning curve. You know, when the Lord showed up and he healed me and I got to see the angels and they cut the... They cut the, the cords of iniquity off of me, and they were teaching me about life and heaven and all this joy and seeing my mother. And But when they got to the side of hell and the devil and sin and my need to change, I said, oh, my God, I can't, do, I can't live like this. I've never had it on my bucket list or priority list to be holy, to be pure, to be immaculate or complete. I don't... I don't, I'm not sure if even I want to do that, but after I went to hell and saw where I would go, I wanted to do that. Because I, I, you know, I was, uh, I enjoyed the things in the world. You know, I enjoyed drinking and dancing and carousing and, you know, being the Proverbs 31 woman too type of thing. I lived that kind of Christian life. I was what is called a mixed Christian. And I see a lot of mixed leaders in Christianity that embrace Christ, but also embrace the world, and they think it's okay to live that way, the way I used to live. 
but I, I just want to give you a heads up. It's not going to be okay with God. And so I pray that you listen to what I say and my testimony and the word of God that travels with it. Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 19, reads, Now the works are the activities of the flesh, are manifest, appear, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, putting yourself above God, witchcraft, which is drugs and, and horoscopes and psychics, hatred, variance, emulations, and wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And that's what God was telling me. You know, I see you love me, but I see that you're, you live in sin. And you have to make a choice. Either you're going to go with me and purity in the word of God and work out, in tr be transformed. Be transformed. And, and, and your role model is Jesus. And, and leave iniquity. Leave happy hour. Leave the drug parties. Leave the dance halls. Leave the sin. And if you don't, you're not coming into heaven. I was shocked. I thought, how am I ever going to do this? He said, I will help you every day. You read that Bible, and I will help you every day. Say no to the devil as you go. And that's what he's done to this day. So there's nobody that can't do this. Uh, God doesn't tell us to do something that he doesn't equip us to be able to do. And we need to remember as people on the earth that we live in the visible. I see the forest and I see the cows and I see the flowers and I see the beaches and uh, other people. But there's also a realm that stands inside of the earth in the, called the invisible realm, as Christ has told us about in Colossians chapter 1, 12 through 17. And in that invisible world stands Almighty God, Jesus Christ, the holy angels, and Lucifer, and his government, and imps, demons. I was taken inside uh, to another realm. It was a place that God took me to. And it was a very dry place. It looked like a very dry place is just what I thought of it. My first reaction to this location where he hauls off demons, a lot of them, uh, when we say, Father, deliver me. And he does. And uh, they walk through dry places, as Christ has told us in Matthew chapter 12. And uh, they, they're not happy, though. They don't find any rest until... They're inside of a body. The, the demons like to dwell in the human body. And so we always want to keep ourselves shielded, you know, and resist them because they do come around to see if they can seduce you back into sin. Because when they got you, they're able to come back in you, as the Bible says. As Christ says, when I say the Bible, I should just say Christ because he is the word of God that came to give his life and to speak of truth with love, mercy, and grace. Amen? So this is this was something I was visually seeing with my own eyes, the dry place and, that they walk through seeking rest, and they can't find any. And um, it was very parched, dry, completely dry, and colorless. 
uh, the only color there was like a light brown, completely, almost like a, you know, right before it goes into the gold stage, although it wasn't gold, it was, it was like a really dull brown. In real places, real places. Real demons, real angels, real God, real Satan. Um, and so we just need to understand life. I also wanted you to <clears throat> check out the life map I made. That's another uh, lesson that you can find on realaron.org. And I want you to really study that, read it, and get to know the life map. It'll show you where you are and what is going to be happening in your life uh, in regards to your choice. Will you stay with the devil? Will you stay with the devil over here in the world? He's the God of the world. And the whole world lies underneath him. He has destroyed kings. He has destroyed businessmen. He has destroyed religious leaders. He has destroyed families. He's re he has destroyed the best of the best and the worst of the worst. Come into Christ today so that Christ can give you life. So we need to know, we, real, we need to really know and grasp and accept the Bible uh, for what it says. Now, what, well, that doesn't make me comfortable, you know. It didn't make me comfortable either when I was taken as a human being without notice into hell. It wasn't comfortable for me. I wasn't used to going into hell. I've never been into hell, have you? Uh, but it's it's a real place. You know, I didn't uh, purchase an airline ticket from my travel agent instead of going on a nice uh, vacation. I didn't purchase a ticket to hell. I didn't buy a bus ticket to hell. I didn't put it on my day planner. But I went. And you know, that's how death is. It comes to us and it's gone and we're gone. And many people are in hell because they died in rebellion against God instead of in union with God. God doesn't want people separated from Him. He didn't make you to be separated from Him. He wouldn't hang on a cross and be slaughtered and go through the hell He went through if He didn't love you and want you to be with Him. Don't reject Him and don't reject cleansing yourself with the Word of God as we're commanded to. He told Peter, if I'm not able to wash you, not only in my blood, but in my water, which is my word. You'll have no part with me because you'll be running around with your head in the wrong place. Okay? So we need to come to grips with everything in the Bible, the things we love and the things that are like, we don't really like to talk about it because it makes us uncomfortable. We need to talk about hell. We need to talk about the devil. We need to talk about sin. We need to talk about purity. We need to talk about repenting, stop sinning and reforming, doing what's right and keeping that life so that we are safe and we don't experience the wrath of God, the separation from God, the vengeance of God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning in verse 7, reads as follows. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. Let's stop there. How do you know God? By knowing the word of God. 
If I say I know God, but I have never picked up a Bible, you're fooling yourself. I was fooling myself as I sat in hell and I thought about all the years that I loved God, but I never knew the fullness of God as he has given humanity my covenant, my oath, the word of God, the Bible. I ignored it as I went to the beach or out on the boat or to get my nails done or go to fine dining or whatever was my whim at the time, out of my jet ski or, you know, whatever the case. I, I don't do that anymore. I was going to find out everything that I didn't know because I wasn't going back to hell as a Christian. And it says, They that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ will be punished. The ones that don't, don't obey Jesus. They will be punished. The ones that don't know and don't obey Jesus will be punished. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, but I love Jesus, but I love marijuana. I love Jesus, but I love adultery. I love Jesus, but I'm not leaving homosexuality. I love Jesus, but I'm not going to stop being a liar or a cheat or a swindler. I love Jesus, and I'm not going to shut down my bars and my, my hotels that have bars in them as I harm society and pollute their soul. How many have died in your bar? How many souls will God require of you? Matthew 18, 6. Those that don't know God, they don't know the word of God. They're too busy. They have too many things to sign, and they have too many people to boss and see what they can spin the earth themselves. They don't know God, and they certainly don't obey God. Those people will be punished with everlasting destruction. It never ends. It's continual destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. I look out my window. I drive through my city, and I see so many people that don't know God. They go to church. They're in the parking lots. They go to buffets after church and have, have a beautiful meal with a glass of wine or the, a highball of their choice. But they, they sin against God in that. They never open up the word of God. They go home and they're entertained by Lucifer's Hollywood. They go home and they're entertained by Lucifer's music, his drugs, his way of life his sinful desires and pleasures. It says we will be punished with everlasting destruction if we continue on that path. We need to stop and think, what do I want, eternal life or eternal destruction? And we all just need to make that choice and not be double-minded or not run from the word, the truth, because it makes us uncomfortable. I would rather listen to a preacher just give me hope I don't want to have a preacher that gives me the word of God, Jesus Christ. But if all I gave you was sugar, you will more than likely die and go to hell. Because I used to listen to the preachers, just like you. But I never read the word of God for myself. And I ended up in sin through my pain, my abuse I went through. I ended up numbing it with sin. And God 
said there's no excuse for sin, no matter how much you have been abused or whatever you've been through. It doesn't give you the right to sin against me because you will still be separated from me in eternal fire. The devil gave you your right. Don't take it. Don't take the devil's invitation. God has always desired a people who would embrace him and hate evil. The first showdown began in the Garden of Eden. What would mankind do? Would they know and obey God, or would they falter to their death? And we can read where the devil seduced Eve. The devil's invitation came to Eve. He said, did God really say you would die? See, that's what God says to the Christian. Oh, Christian, did God say you would really die and be eternally separated from him if you continue in adultery and die in sin? Come on, it's no big deal. Because, see, he deceives because we don't know the truth, because we don't obey God by reading the word on a daily basis and knowing him for ourselves as he wants. We have forsaken our first love, which is the word of God and him teaching us himself. Let us go back to the word of God and be safe and be um, intelligent. God has a holy arm. I saw his holy arm when I was in hell when he reached, if you're not going to be holy, this is where you're coming. And there's nothing I can do about it, Anne. I said, what? He said, you need to go back to the book, the Bible, and believe every word. He said, my word is eternal in the heavens, and I sit on my throne. Righteousness and justice is the habitation of my person. He said, I can help you all the way through earth and forgive you and help you to grow and, and to be strong and, and resist evil and do what's right. He said, but if you don't let me, and you die in that iniquity, to my utter great sorrow, I will have to say, depart from me, you who worked iniquity, because you didn't leave it, even with your big cross and your tears. He said, I, I can't change my word. It's eternal. It's everlasting. I've given my covenant to humanity. I've said it before everybody's face. They've taken the Bible and they've watered it down with all their versions. I want my people to come back to the pure form of the word, King James Version, original Hebrew and Greek. I want them to read. I want them to study. And I want them to know and do and keep. And this is what God wants. This is what God said. So we know that God has a holy arm. He's very holy. Isaiah 52, 10 through 15. He says, the Lord has made bare his holy arm. If you're not going to be holy, this is where you're coming. In the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Verse 11, depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. God is commanding all of us to depart iniquity. That's one of the foundations of Christ. The foundation, as stated in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, 1 and 2, the foundation of Christ is repentance. 
that stop sinning and do right, and faith in God. We believe everything God has said in the Bible. We live under God. He provides our every need, and he's a covenant-keeping God. And he takes us from glory to glory into more and more into the image of Jesus. God is supernatural. There's nothing he can't do. He can, he can restore your broken years. He can restore your broken life. But you have to do it his way. You know, it's amazing uh, in the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 19. Let's read this. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, the sickness in your bodies. For as you have yielded your members, servants, to uncleanness and to iniquity, to sin, even so now yield your members, servants, to, unright- to righteousness and to holiness. See, he's saying that because of our participation with sin, it did its normal thing. It destroyed our body. And when our body shuts down and different body parts are decaying and, oh, you got this disease or you got this disease or your liver stopped working or you have this failure or whatever the case is, it's because uh, according to this scripture, this is one option for sickness as stated by God, it's called sin, the participation of one's life with sin. And I've seen that so much at church, you know, the sinful Christian going down to the altar, getting prayer and prayer, and then turning around, going out the church and continuing in, you know, drinking and smoking and, and, and drugging and stuff like that, pornography. And then they come back to the church and, and they keep going in for prayer. And uh, we kind of, Like, what's up with this, right? Well, it's because of the sin. In this case, we know that sickness comes from many different dimensions. We're just talking about one dimension. We know that holiness, um, purity, uh, results in everlasting life. Heaven is the name of that place. And uh, Romans 6.22 says, But now being made free from sin... We, and become servants to God. We serve God. You know, it's amazing what serving God. I, I never understood what does it mean to serve God, you know. But God showed me a very easy, easy way to understand it. He said, when you go into a fine restaurant, you sit down, you know, the waiter comes up and uh, sometimes moves your chair uh, for you and seats you and gives you a napkin and pours water for you in your goblets and gives you a nice menu and uh, what may I get you? What may I, what may I do for you? The waiter is serving you. Well, that's how we're supposed to be to God. Good morning, God. Ha, um, I love you. What may I do for you today, sir? Serving God, right? So we have left being a servant of Satan. We no longer, he doesn't uh, come fishing for us and we go off with him and his people into sin and into harm and into destruction. I think about the years I didn't know and all the times that the devil came knocking at my life, so to speak, with the devil's invitation. And it always took me down. Don't go with the devil. Resist evil and go with purity. Go with holiness. For God commands holiness. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 through 8. God commands holiness. And, and we are mandated to be holy and to continue in holiness. Um, we're not just to, 1 Timothy 2, 8 through 15 tells us to continue in holiness. 
You know, we don't just, okay, I'm going to give holiness a whirl, you know, like a fad. Um, and then I'm going to give it up and go back to the bars. I'm going to go back to, to all of the sinful activities that I was in. I mean, you're just going to be sucked into the devil's arms and he is a destroyer where God is life and, and he brings you up. The devil will suck you in and bring you down. You may say, but I'm not down. I live in an $18 million estate in the middle of California. I'm a talk show host, and I'm well-known all over the world. And I pray for you every day. You may not know that, but I pray for you every single day that you will come clean before the Lord and that you will turn your life over to Christ so that the devil won't take you to hell where I came out of. I pray for that every day. And, you know, Hebrews twelve fourteen is so frank. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness, purity. Are you pure with people? Are you truthful with people? Do you have uh, integrous dealings with people? When you give them your word, oh, yes, I'll be there at four. Are you there at four or are you there at six? What kind of person are you, you know? We need to sharpen our character and our integrity to be immaculate and to be completely pure as our heavenly father is pure so we need to follow peace and holiness with all men if we don't we will not see the lord the scripture tells us but do we believe that or has the devil come fishing for you and said did god really say it's a big deal that's how he got at adam and eve you know well he got eve that way he got adam through idolatry Adam believed his wife above the Lord. You know, he Adam put Eve above his relationship with God. That's very scary. God needs to be number one in your life and then your spouse. Because it, you'll be in danger like Adam if you don't. We know that God chastises us so that we share in his holiness. Chastises discipline and correction. Hebrews 12, 5 through 10 that God chastens us as a father corrects his children so that we share in his holiness and that we are not thrown into hell. Okay, so whenever God brings correction, it's so that you can share in his purity and in his holiness. Um, Hebrews 12, 6 reads, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, he corrects. So whenever God corrects you, you say, God loves me, you know? God loves me. He's correcting me because he doesn't want me to be eternally separated from him. So he's brought correction for me to depart whatever iniquity I need to depart and to perfect holiness and to be safe. He's always, when he looks at you, he's always considering your safety, always. So for the, whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son or daughter whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chastens not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards. You're not his child. See? So God chastens and he corrects and he disciplines his children and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us. You remember when your dad grounded you or was on top of you or sold the notes you wrote for school to get out early. And uh, I remember my dad, he was always right on top of everything. I could, 
I couldn't get by with anything with him. And, uh, you know, would write notes to get out of school early. And I remember one day I was walking out of my high school and there he stood and I just started screaming and took off running. But, you know, that didn't uh, negate having to deal with him later, right? Well, God's like that. God's on top of everything we do. And so he corrects us. He corrects us for uh, our profit so that we're not a castaway. We're not thrown into eternal fire. Elleron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rielleron today at www.rielleron.org.